Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, While I have you here... Please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Creative Control, Creative Control Comedy, art, and sometimes rock and roll Let's do a public opinion poll. Raise your hand if you love creative control. Cause when Vish is unleashed, well, you. Oh. Sorry, I didn't see you there. I was just working on a tribute song to my favorite podcast, Creative Control, with Vish Khanna. My name is Matthias, and I play in a band called The Burning Hell. But more importantly, I support Creative Control on Patreon, and I think you should too. Quality long-form arts journalism is like a magical talking unicorn. It definitely exists, but it can be really hard to find. Fortunately for us, Vish makes it easy with hundreds of funny, thought-provoking, well-researched and engaging interviews with artists from all over the world. Your flexible monthly donation on Patreon will get you plenty of special exclusive treats and help Vish keep his podcast well-fed and cared for properly, the way a magical unicorn deserves. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald are pioneering comedy legends who currently live in New York City and Winnipeg, Manitoba, respectively. Something truly magical occurs every time Foley and McDonald join their colleagues Bruce McCullough, Mark McKinney, and Scott Thompson to work together as the beloved and groundbreaking comedy troupe, The Kids in the Hall. Their innovative, award-winning sketch series aired on HBO, CBC, and 
CBS between 1989 and 1995, but after a tour in the 1996 release of the feature-length film Brain Candy, the kids went their separate ways. Beginning in 2000, they reconvened for periodic live tours, created the 2010 television series Death Comes to Town, and were subject to at least two full-length biographical books about their remarkably funny and uncompromising work together. In May 2022, The Kids in the Hall are truly back, as Prime Video released an excellent new season of their sketch show and also the wonderful documentary The Kids in the Hall Comedy Punks. As such, Dave and Kevin and I caught up recently for a good funny talk about the Liverpool soccer team, birthday celebrations, why the kids are back, how the pandemic impacted everything they were planning to do and what they actually did with their show, bringing contributors like Julie Klausner and Jen Kirkman into the fold, nudity and the Beatles, living up to legacies, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control, with additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and friendly staff who will happily help you find whatever it is you're looking for. Hey, say you're looking for uh, every album by Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Blackbird people can probably help you out, I bet. Go to blackbird.ca for more information about them. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 691 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald of The Kids in the Hall with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well. Is this a sound I'm check? Very, is that what you said? I'm very, <laughs> no, no, this is the real deal. Where in the world are you today, Kevin? Where in the world? I'm in Winnipeg. Uh, sorry. I'm looking uh, over here because I'm uh, Liverpool's playing and um, uh, I want to see their lineup. <laughs> They're playing. I see. Okay. No, I, I, I understand my where but I am. Now that I, you know I, it's I, important, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, They're not I going with any where... lineup, Dave. They have to win two <laughs> games and hope the Manchester City le- uh, loses for them to win the league. But they're not going with their A lineup. Why aren't you telling this to Myers? But right, right, right. <laughs> That's right. Mike, that's his Mike, team, right? Right. Mike, yeah, Mike's. Yeah, Mike watches Liverpool quite obsessively. He's probably going crazy now. Why? Why, why isn't Salah playing? Um, where's Diaz? I don't know who these people are. I was not counting on a sports update for our conversation. <laughs> but this is good. I enjoy it. Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. C- Wasting time. No, no. It's okay, you got totally three extra fine. minutes at the end. Thank you very much, Kevin. Our mutual friend. Don Pyle and I were texting yesterday, Kevin, and when I told him we'd be chatting, he suggested, as something of an inside joke, I wish you happy birthday, but then he realized it actually was your birthday. Uh, so I don't know what the inside joke part is, so I will sincerely say, happy birthday, Kevin. I hope it was a nice one. Yes. I, yeah, I don't know the joke part. Uh, it was an inside nice thing to say. <laughs> something something about a cameo, he expanded upon it. I don't know what that means. Did you, did you oh, send Oh, maybe... Maybe his partner asked me to do a cameo on his birthday. I feel, maybe. That I feel rings like, a bell. I feel cameo like video is, thing. It's a, that's okay, right. Okay, four minutes now. I feel like Don has punked me into turning this into a cameo promotion. But anyway, I just wanted to say happy birthday. Uh, and 
And also, Dave Foley, are you there somewhere? Dave, how's it going? I am. I'm here. I'm in, yes. I'm in New York City. Oh, uh, nice. It's a city in New York. New York City. <laughs> what brings you to New York, Dave? Uh, I live here now. Oh, uh, so, so, uh, so being inside my apartment brings me here. I see. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. He's usually outside his apartment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, much like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Dave, did you do anything remotely to help celebrate Kevin's birthday? Anything special? Yeah, he texted me. I texted him on, and I retweeted Scott's uh, tweet. Tweet. Oh, I haven't gone on Twitter yet. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have time to write my own. <laughs> was it a funny, nice, sweet, mean it joke? It was a nice, yeah, it was a nice one. Yeah, he, you know, okay, he made an Aristophanes good. reference. Um, <laughs> it was good. I sh- yeah, I should have got on it yesterday. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's all right. No, it's your birthday. You deserved a day off, Kevin. You don't want to be yeah. on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter. It would have been the one day on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Kevin, have the kids in the hall uh, had any particularly memorable birthday bashes for any fellow troop members? I feel like you... If anyone was going to go whole hog, it might be you guys. Has anything ever occurred? The only thing I remember is that um, on tour in 2008, Bruce got got mad. I accidentally turned on a Siri thing. Bruce uh, (laughs) got mad at our uh, manager lawyer. And he, and he got he was right to get mad, but he got uh, but he was very mad and he was brilliant in his meanness. And then an hour later, um, uh, Scott said, Bruce, can I talk to you on, your, um, on the bus, please? Now, Scott had forgotten that it was Bruce's birthday. So uh, Scott was bringing Bruce into the bus to uh, yell at him. But Bruce thought, oh, my God, all the guys are there. It's going to be a surprise party. <laughs> he brought him in and just yelled at him. He, he mm. thought an intervention was a birthday party. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's I what... my my wife threw a roast for me for my fiftieth birthday party. Oh, and and I know Bruce was there in person for it, and Kevin and Mark did videos for it. Yes, sorry, I wasn't there. Remember that. But I like the video. I, I want to use that idea somehow. I, I think that's yeah. a funny idea. Did you appreciate the roast, Dave? Was it a good roast? Oh, it was great. It was a wonderful night. Yeah, it was like a lot of my a lot of my best friends in comedy and music were there. Oh, that's lovely. I, you know. Yeah, like a roast for you is good because it's good comedians um, doing a roast. So it's so it's great. Bad comedians yeah. doing a roast would be a nightmare. Yeah, no, I had like Dana Gould and Patton Oswalt and Paul F. Tompkins and Dave Thomas and Dave Higgins. Oh, wow. And, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm probably leaving out somebody important. You know that ain't you know. I just had a very nice chat with Dana Gould. He's going to be on the show, so that's exciting for me. That's oh very good, lovely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Kevin, I feel like the last time we spoke, we were in person in Toronto, and you had suggested that you specifically were working on trying to bring the kids back together to get into a series. I remember this somewhat distinctly. I said that. Well, you hinted at it. I don't know if anything. I lie. I didn't know work. <laughs> Did you play any is, role? Is hoping that Dave does the work uh, soon? Is that work? <laughs> what was your role in getting everyone together, Kevin? Did you not play one? No. 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 Well, that's not true. You agreed quickly. That's... I agreed. Yeah, I was the first to agree. After Dave, did... I don't think Dave was finished his sentence when he was talking to us. I said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who who spearheaded this uh, within the troop? It is the guy on this no. call. It's Dave Foley. It was me. Oh, I, really? I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. Realize that. Okay, Dave. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I started. Yeah. I started approaching um, Broadway Video back in 2018 okay. about doing something for our 30th anniversary, and it, it took. I guess it took about a, a year to, to line up to get Broadway Video and lined up, and then we got uh, Amazon interested, 
And then, uh, and then, even though I had lied and said the kids were all interested, and got the kids interested. <laughs> you, you, you jumped ahead, did you? Did you anticipate? Yeah, did you, yeah. Did you anticipate issues getting the kids back together to do this? I anticipated issues if I didn't come to them with a deal, right? Uh, but I, yeah, kids. And all, if the kids and all uh, discuss anything in theory, then it goes on forever. Uh, but if we, years. Have, if yeah, if so, but if we're talking about something, here's an offer. Should we do it or not? Then we can get something done. So how many other times uh, since you got back together, so to speak, and, and started to get along again, how many other times have you tried, either of you, to bring the show, like bring a show back together beyond the reunion tours and all the other activity? Uh, Dave, do you want to feel that? Well, we did. We did. Uh, oh, uh, Death right. Comes to of Town. Yeah. And that came up because we were talking about different. We were trying to think of some because uh, we were enjoying touring. And we were trying to think of some new project to do together. And I think it was Kevin and Bruce came up with the idea for that. Start off as a movie because we thought, oh, we should do another movie. And then everyone uh, had lots of ideas, the, the five of us, and it became a miniseries on the tour bus. And then we would sometimes, we didn't do it as much as we said we would, but we uh, sometimes met in a hotel room before the show that night sometimes. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So this has been sort of a long time coming. Uh, it's very exciting. I didn't really get to say this because we were so distracted by the soccer results. Football, sorry. I'm mm-hmm. very pleased as a longtime fan with this new season. It's brilliant. Congratulations. I just want to say that as a fan. I, I hope you're pleased. You, you, yeah. I hope you're both pleased with it is what I'll say. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're very proud. I think we're actually very proud of it. Very proud. I saw maybe last night, Dave Thomas actually chimed in on Twitter. Oh, did he? Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, he just, he chimed in to say how much he loved it. And, uh, you know, this is for those who don't know, SCTV alum, Dave Thomas, comedy genius. He's gone on about it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So it's really resonating with all sorts of people. I I, I appreciate that. So I guess, I guess he was too busy to pick up a phone. uh, Uh. Well, technically he did probably use a phone. I I think we should. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think he was. Uh, You know what he's thinking too? He's thinking we did something that he wanted to do because he was trying to spearhead an SCTV reunion forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard to get everyone in their busy schedules to to agree. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad Dave liked it. I will have to call him. I feel like they did one thing. Remember that? They Rick Moranis, like a couple of years ago, they did something for charity, as I recall. And I wanted to go. They did. Well, we were there. We were Uh, there. Oh, you were there. That's true. Uh, Yeah. It was a McKenzie Brothers reunion. And it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a benefit for uh, for uh, Dave Thomas's uh, nephew. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, so yeah. anything's possible. These and Geddy Lee was there, and he sang the song at the end. Oh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Dave, I'm going to go uh, to you here. Was there anything about uh, this latest iteration? I can blame you. Kevin really wore out as well. No, no, it's fine. I know he's preoccupied yeah. by the soccer, football. Yeah. I keep saying the wrong word. I'm, I apologize. Was there anything about? I say soccer. You say soccer. I think we all say soccer. Who says football? Because I like the NFL football, so it gets confusing. I'll shut up. Talk to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything about this latest iteration, uh, Dave, uh, of the kids working together that surprised you or felt like a particular departure from recent reunion tours? Anything you've done before? Uh, I don't know that it, nothing specifically really surprised me because working with the kids in the hall is, a, is about being surprised. So it's, so it's like what you expect. <laughs> We're always surprised by each other's ideas. Uh, and we go, oh, oh, and that's a great idea. I never would have thought of that. So that happens all the time. Yeah. But we're not surprised that we keep surprising each other, if that makes sense. <laughs> it, it, it does. Kevin, I'm was also that- surprised a lot, a lot by how sometimes someone really hates an idea of mine. That surprises me. <laughs> yeah. How vociferous are they with their hate? Do they just go at you? It, depend- and- 
It depends on the person. <laughs> it depends. I mean, so, some people are polite. I'm so polite. I only hate behind their backs, <laughs> which is not polite in the long run. Yeah. But no. Scott's pretty honest. And I, and I guess honesty is on the side of goodness uh, of, of the world. Uh, so uh, yeah. sometimes, but you don't have to be honest and mean. That's my point, Vish. <laughs> yes. yes. No, yeah. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. If, if I'm being mean in any way, please call me out. I don't mean to be. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kevin, was how much of the material from this season was derived from new writing that occurred on the tour bus, on stage, on the reunion tours? Is there anything from on the show that we people would have seen on the, on the reunion tours? Yes, uh, there are a few things. How many scenes? I I should count uh, those. It was imaginary girlfriend it's from the from the road. Uh, hateful baby. Oh baby, the professor. <laughs> professor. <laughs> yeah, we're counting. It's going <laughs> to no, take a twenty five minutes. <laughs> I might be it. Oh, and and super drunk. Super drunk. Super drunk. So that I think that's it. So so that suggests when. Did... And there's more that we'd like to get in that we'll try to get next year. Sorry, I'll, I'll shut up. No, no, yeah. it's fine. Uh, yeah. So Dave, once you strike the deal, everyone's on board. Writing furiously, you start to write new stuff. Is that what's going on? Uh, yes. Once we, once we got everything agreed to, and we, we worked out all the details with Broadway video and, and, uh, prime video. Yeah. Then we, uh, we all met in Toronto to start the, the actual writing. Yeah. And then, uh, apparently, uh, there was a pandemic. Uh, so then we stopped writing. Uh, so we, we, we wrote, yeah, we wrote about it. We wrote, we pretty much we wrote eight eight episodes worth of stuff, and then uh, the pandemic forced us to shut our writers' room down for a year. And then, then by the time we came back to it, we'd gotten we'd kind of gotten as we usually do. We got bored with some of the the, the old ideas and wanted to write new stuff. Like Neil uh, Young, Neil Young will write new stuff. He was on tour, and he'll love it. And then uh, by the time he gets to the recording uh, studio, he's bored of that stuff. We're Neil Young is my point. I don't have to finish the story. We're Neil Young. Five Neil Youngs. (laughs) Take that, Monsanto. (laughs) I recall Bruce would say you were like the replacements. Now you're Neil Young. You're just moving Mm -hmm. up in in the world. We're also like the replacements. A little bit like the replacements, too. In that we're less successful than Neil Young. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, was there any consider? I assume this is pandemic-related, because I will say as a fan— I noticed right away, oh, no audience, no in-studio uh, Oh, no, there was. We were just bombing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There were 2,000 people every night we oh. shot. Yeah. Just eerily Not quiet. Not just eerily crickets. Quiet. Just crickets the whole time. Not no, a sausage, I, uh, as they say. <laughs> Yeah. Was it pandemic? I assume it's obvious probably that well, it was a pandemic decision. This is how have- I remember it. And not all the yeah. members of the troop remember it this way. But I remember that it was uh, before the pandemic, there was a debate whether we should um, uh, film it, do it all live, or do it like we did in our, our last TV show, um, uh, live and film. I think Dave and I both wanted just to have it filmed and maybe a few others too. Mark Person very too. much wanted to do it like the last show. And um, the way I remember it is that we hadn't uh, uh, agreed yet. Um, and then the pandemic answered it for us. That's okay. the way I remember it. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And even before, before the pandemic, there was also production concerns just in terms of people's schedules. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh like right Bruce, there's also that I keep forgetting that yeah, Bruce because Bruce was working on Tall Boys and Mark was still doing Superstore and we didn't know if he was going to be going back to Superstore mm-hmm. so we only had this we had a very small window when Mark was available to shoot and when Bruce was available to shoot so we had to fit it in between there and, and doing stuff in front of the live audience takes a lot longer 
than doing stuff. You have um, to rehearse and camera block it. Like it, it takes a yeah. week to like uh, to get to the studio, and then it takes a week to get to the studio to do more scenes, and it takes a week to get. Yeah, yeah, you have to yeah to do the live studio stuff. We have, we would rehearse for a week, and then we would spend a week in studio blocking. I appreciate uh, I appreciate all of that. To my mind, you are. And I think this is uh, indisputable, one of the greatest live comedy troops of all time. And I think of you each as very gifted performers. So I'm just and I think I it's obvious, probably an audience in front of you will heighten everything right. you're doing. So I'm just curious from your own perspectives, Kevin, what was it like to not have like the last time I saw you perform, Kevin, was unbelievable. You were in Guelph when I lived in Ontario still. By the way, Kevin, I moved I moved to Alberta. It's a bit weird. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you're closer to me than you I were. am closer to you than I was. Anyway, Kevin, does that did that alter your performance in some particular way that you could? Well, you know? it alters the what the show becomes. The show's um, the show has become something that it should become <laughs> because we're older. The slow is more. Th- the show is more thoughtful mm. and um, and and more dig in. And I think it fits our age. That wasn't the plan. We're older now. Let's just film. Because everyone's saying about the show, uh, oh, it's so much like their old show. It's so wonderful. They have the theme song. They have something that's like uh, Super 8. And, um, they do the same way. But there is a there is a difference. There is something. And I'm glad there's something different. And that's that it's all filmed. And, and not just that it's all filmed, but um, what it brings to the show that it's all filmed. Yeah. Um, we sort of dig in more. Um, our AD told us at one point, oh, I get it. You guys aren't doing sketches anymore. You're doing short films. Right. And, uh, I, and I think our mission, if we get a second season, is to do shorter short films. But um, the, I, and like it or I'm not saying it was necessarily a great thing. I'm no way in saying it was a bad thing. But that's the thing that the show became it, like it sort of defined it, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- Dave, do you have perspective on that? Just as someone who is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say that. I mean, I like I, I love like I love especially when we do our live touring. I love being in front of a live audience and that excitement and that fun. I think it's you know, I, I don't know how it would translate onto television at this point point in our lives i mean i don't know how i'm not sure if i'm not sure it's as as exciting to see uh on tv a bunch of guys in their 60s in front of a live audience as it was to see a bunch of guys in their 20s in front of a live audience i see you know okay i'm not sure if it has the same i don't know maybe it would i don't i just don't know it would have an appeal. There, like, there's two appeals. When we were young, it's because we were young and we were like a rock band, blah, blah. But also, it's great to see people live. Like when Monty Python were old and did it, it was just great to see them live. Yeah. So we got some of that appeal. But you're right. We wouldn't get all the appeal. It wouldn't be the excitement factor. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, from my perspective and sort of in the Kids in the Hall lore, you guys uh, as a troupe would often write in kind of pairs. Like Dave and Kevin, you would often work together. Bruce and Mark would often work together. Scott would work with Paul Bellini and I guess whoever else was around. Did that change? Has any of that dynamic changed, uh, Dave? Uh, I mean, it's it's true, still true. Uh, and it's also still true that it's not a hard and fast thing. Yeah. You know, especially, I mean, I mean, because Every, everybody Kevin writes with everybody because everybody wants Kevin, <laughs> you know, because uh, I say yes to all their ideas. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's much more positive than, say, Mark or myself or Bruce. And and he's much less violent than Scott. So, uh, well, Kevin so, is and, Kevin is very supportive. I agree. I, I can see that. Uh, yeah. So, so Remember the yeah. first sketch we wrote with Scott and Scott was in a bad mood and the sketch sort of died. We should try it again. Uh, the sketch about uh where I go to a, uh, a friend brings me to a restaurant and um, I'm disappointed. Like um, it seems shabby. The, 
um, the food isn't as good. There's less French fries than normal. The, uh, the water, this isn't. And then, um, and then Dave says, uh, Kevin, this restaurant has cancer. And then uh, <laughs> says, you mean the owner? No, no, no the restaurant itself. <laughs> the restaurant itself sorry. has cancer. Oh my god, I'm so oh, sorry. I'm I didn't know. I didn't know. No. I'm so sorry. Okay, well, and it's all the staff. Yes, right, and all the staff going. Look, the restaurant is doing its very best considering the circumstances. <laughs> sure, if you could just be a little bit patient with the restaurant. Oh my god, how did this not make it? That sounds unbelievable. It was the first sketch we wrote, and uh, and I guess it was a part like getting the rust out, and, and part, Scott was in a in a weird mood, and, and that sort of defined that writing period. But sometimes yeah. it's amazing that he's in a weird mood. Thing things go that yeah. way. But well, I think it was Scott saying, oh, "Oh, so we're writing a sketch about cancer, so cancer's funny." And we, right. and we had to go, Scott, you wrote it with us. <laughs> that's right. Because oh. Scott had cancer. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so he did. Yeah. Halfway through, he realized that he had cancer and he got the. Uh, it is amazing. Like I, the, the, uh, is the professor, the Shakespeare bust scene? Is that what you call the professor? No, that's no, just called that's, Shakespeare, that's Shakespeare bust. Shakespeare. Yeah. That is, Shakespeare that's bust. an example. There's a few examples of this or the hot, hot guy. I will say Kevin is among my favorite things. Mm-hmm. There's just little kernels of an idea that I'm like, I can't believe they're taking this this far. I, I caught that more on this uh, on this season. Just like, I can't believe that went from like, what if we did this to like a full-blown <laughs> exploration of the idea? I appreciate that you believe in your ideas uh, is all I'm getting at there because it's really funny. <laughs> it's funny because you know what I heard about Shakespeare's, but uh, uh, who told me? I forget. Um, said, uh, that scene reminded me that you can never guess where you guys are going. Uh, yeah. I never guessed in a million. It was Julie Klausner. She said, I never guessed in a million years yes. that you'd be going to uh, three months later. Um, <laughs> and uh, like that was um, uh, that was amazing. Nobody, no other writer would have done that. They would have finished it right there. Yeah. And I, uh, I, th- and I my thought was, really? Where else would it have gone? But I guess that's yeah. what makes us the kids in the hall. Yeah. Unbelievable. The stuff that seems obvious to us. It seems weird to other people. And Julie, yeah. Julie is among the people who a huge fan of the the show and the troupe for a long time involved in this production. Is that right, Dave? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We asked Julie to come in as uh, an, in on the the writing staff uh, early on. Yeah. And because uh, we're all we're all we're all fans of Julie's, so we we're happy yeah. to have her involved. You have a number of really top tier comedy writers helping you here uh and new new to the like i see norm hiscock's name is involved uh is still involved rather but yeah and gary campbell's there yeah yeah but jen kirkman's name pops up i feel the credits go by very quickly in time with the shadowy <laughs> man on a shadowy yeah. planet music but i saw i saw some names i'm like oh this is great so kind of branching out mm-hmm. a little dave is that fair to say yeah well and and unfor- unfortunately covid made it hard we, that we couldn't all get in the room together and work but it was yeah it was just you know trying to get some uh, some other perspectives and and some other ideas coming in, yeah. The poor new writers, you're right, because by the time we got the, the new writers and we were uh, meeting, it was just on Zoom, yeah, because of um, because of COVID, and uh, it must have been harder. Or in a way, is it easier? I guess it's sort of you're less nervous, but it's harder to get a, to pitch an idea, probably. It's, yeah, it was interesting to Dave your character, the uh, AT and Love uh, boss, makes mm-hmm. some allusions to kind of current. Concerns, office dynamics, um, you know, just people being more conscientious of each other and whatnot. I'm just curious how that ended up on the show because it's gentle. It's a gentle yeah. acknowledgement of like current norms and what people are talking about. Uh, because I think some people are like kids in the hall. What are they going to do? They never really yeah. cared about that stuff. They care. Scott in particular, I've talked to him many times. He doesn't give a shit about woke stuff or anything, right? He's just like funny is funny. Like everyone relax. 
Was there any sensitivity in that regard in terms of what you came up with together? Uh, no, no sensitivity on, on our internally, yes. I don't think. Right. But there were def- there was definitely, uh, you know, external pressures on, on what we could and couldn't do. From, um, from producers, network, who, where did that come from? Producers, network. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> network. Uh, like we wrote what we wrote normally because we never censor ourselves when we write. So we went as dark as unwoke, not because we were aiming for there. I mean, sometimes it was just um, a funny idea about pigs or something. Yeah. Um, but we follow the idea. And, and if it goes unwokeness, we don't censor ourselves there. And then we're told later that maybe we have to trim it down a bit. Right. And then then we deal with that then. OK. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trim, but, speaking of trim. Oh, sorry, Dave. Were you going to say something? Oh, no, I was just going to say the weird thing was that that character, the, the, the 18, 18 love boss. Uh, I only I was only involved in writing one of his appearances. Uh, which is the Danny Husk sketch about uh, the clown shoes? Yeah, the the clown shoes. Yeah, but yeah, every but somehow that's the character that came back the most. Yeah, and, recurring. Yeah, but but everyone else kept writing him in. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, nudity. There seems Thank to you. me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you didn't. You didn't say anything. <laughs> nudity. Wow. There, there's a surprising <laughs> amount of nudity uh, I found in this season. Uh, we all know that nudity exists. It's out there, but you guys seem to really embrace nudity. Uh, Kevin, why bring nudity so far into and so expanded, I guess, expanded nudity into the Kids in the Hall universe uh, in this way for this season? What do you think is going on there? I don't know. What I think, subconsciously and deep, I, I, I don't go deep into my subconscious. I'm not good enough, so I don't know. But consciously, I, I, I view it as an accident and as a coincidence and as an idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the scene you're talking about without ruining it, um, where Dave and I um, go to Money Mart and uh, do that thing there we do. That was just the idea. That was the hook of the idea. Um, no way am I thinking, oh, we're older now. We have to show the world we're edgy. So right. let's take our clothes off. Or, or yeah. this is about ageism. or It's nothing like that. that, that that's the way the idea came with. And then the other thing where I'm sort of naked, um, <laughs> uh, the lukewarm bathtub scene. The I just guy. thought... Yeah. I kept thinking it's deadpan, it's deadpan. And what's more deadpan than a shot from me? And I'm talking about going to the bath. So um, I'm, uh, I'm complaining to the superintendent about the bathtub. So it makes so much sense that I'm still naked. I'm so upset I haven't put my clothes back on. <laughs> so, um, uh, and the shot from the back, because the frontal in that scene, because every scene has different rules, that would not be funny. But a dead, it's more deadpan when it's from the back and, I, and you hear me complaining. So I think, unless I'm kidding myself, they were just for those particular comedy reasons, for those particular scenes. No way do I think I'm a, it's a cry for help for me to, to, for the world to respect my naked body. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and the other thing I had no, I didn't know until we saw it all cut together that the buddy Colskine also had uh, male frontal nudity. In yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't, yeah, I wasn't there when they shot it. So I didn't know anything about it. So that's also coincidence. Scott yeah. just wanted that. Cause it, it makes sense. That scene. Or, or it could have been, Scott going, what? Dave and Kevin are naked. Well, well, I have to have nudity. That's also, that also <laughs> or could it could have been that. That could be what Experientially, happened. Experientially, Dave, what was it like to shoot those scenes for you to, to go all out like that? <laughs> Fun. <laughs> you know, was, you know, it was just, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's a, a release to, you know, not giving a shit about things, you know? Interesting and, choices. Uh, interesting choice of words. A release yeah. and not giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's like, you know, you're just going out and going, yeah, you're just sort of, it's, you know, it is that thing where you're just sort of going, yeah. All right. You know, we're, we're two men and we're two men in our sixties 
And, you know, we know this isn't sexy, uh, <laughs> but we do think it's funny. So, yes. And if it was sexy, it wouldn't be funny. I like yeah. that. The, the You know, the other side of that is that for many, many years now, Bruce and Mark have been playing these dumb cops. And it actually just mm. accentuated how dumb they are. That yeah, <laughs> the action. Anyway, I don't want to ruin it either. So I hope people check yeah. that out. I like yeah, I like I like the fact that it really is two sketches disguised as one sketch. Yes, exactly. And it's and and that they're both and they're weirdly they're both two relationship sketches. Yes, yes. And they're about they're really about friendship. You know, it's like the Kevin and I our characters have are are clearly really good friends. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And so are, so are the cops. Yeah. So it's like. I like I like that there's a there's a structure there's a there's a structural element to it that is unusual. It's like can I compare it to Lennon McCartney? Uh, I'm not saying we're as good as, but um, uh, that's and they're both from Liverpool and they love that soccer team. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, Paul does. I think he is a fan of Liverpool, but his mother liked Everton. Um, uh, John had that song. Um, how does it feel to be one of the beautiful? But he had nowhere else to go and he gave it to Paul. And Paul said, I have something that might fit into that. Um, uh, baby, you're a rich man. And th- that was sort of how this happened. We had, though, no, this was way more organic. Yeah. Um, one of us had one part and then Dave thought, <laughs> I guess I'm the one of us. And then Dave uh, thought the best part to go into it. So it was a, what I'm saying is we're more organic than Lennon McCartney. Sorry. I will yeah. say that that scene, reminds, that scene reminded me more of uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. From the Two Virgins album cover, I'll just say that that's where yeah, my yeah. that's where my naked mind went. for world peace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm keeping. I'm trying to be mindful of the clock because uh, I know uh, Kevin. You got. We gave you four extra minutes. Oh, that's true. We did get four extra minutes. Okay, that's, I I, that's what they call that in, in football. Uh, uh, stop extra time. T- extra time. Or, time. Yeah, stop oh, extra time. time. There's yeah. a lot of names. Uh, it used to be called injury time. Yeah, exactly. I think we're yeah. wasting some of it right now, but that's yeah. fine. That's yeah, they, the, didn't they switch <laughs> it to They, they tag it on at the end. Okay, four minutes and yeah. seconds. You, they also called it faking injury time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, faking. I last night finally got to watch the uh, documentary, uh, Kids, oh. Kids of the Hall Comedy Punks. Brilliant. I really enjoyed that as well. But We enjoyed it too because we had very little to do with it. Uh, we enjoyed it too. Sorry, go on. It was interesting. There's the scene where, I, and I can't remember which iteration of the kids, but you're talking about the pressure, the make or break. I think it was the pilot uh, for CBC and HBO. Oh. And it put me in mind of this situation because, Dave, as you say, not giving a shit. I can feel it. Like I just feel like you guys seem very relaxed, just doing whatever you want. You seem to have free reign. But some people get caught up in their legacies. So when you reunite and reform, yeah, you're mindful of all that stuff. Uh, Kevin, did you guys feel any particular pressure in this iteration of the kids? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, sometimes yeah. I thought about it, but never. It's like when Dave says we don't give a shit, that's totally true, but not in a nihilistic way, no, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. like a death punk band or anything. In, yeah. a, in a positive way. Um, no, I don't care. It doesn't upset me. I want to write this scene. And and uh, I'm not afraid that I'll be saying, oh, I can't write anymore. And uh, it, it's sort of a more confident not giving a shit. Yes. Yeah. The thing, I mean, because the thing we care about is the comedy. Yeah. Uh, we care about fulfilling each other's expectations and not being lame in front of each other. Yeah. But we don't, yeah, we, we don't care about our legacy at all. I think we, our legacy, for better or worse it exists yeah yeah uh and we're more interested in just doing stuff that pleases us yeah that's what anything. that's exactly what it seems like that comes across on the screen did you have as much free reign 
to do whatever you want as it seems? Because it seems like you did. I'm just curious, Kevin. For them, for them, David. Yeah, yeah, for the most, yeah. you know, I'd say, yeah, for the most part, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, we did. Yeah, I think there's, you know, I, but I, but but certainly not entirely. And I, I think definitely, I think probably Scott more than the rest of us had a lot of frustrations because he found it hard to deal with is- like issues of of homosexuality and yeah. gay life which I think the people were, were much touchier about for some reason, which makes no sense. Yeah. But we got, we did get to do most of what we wanted to do. Good. No, you know, no, no it, it comes across. So again, being respectful of everyone's time, not just the three of four of us here, um, okay. three of us here, there's four, but mm-hmm. three, uh, real quick. <laughs> yeah, don't count call. <laughs> Go, Golan. Go, there's somebody else on the thing. I want to ask Go you both, uh, uh, off the top of your head to each name, what you feel are your favorite scenes from the new season. And then before we wrap up, I'm sure like, like me, many fans are wondering what's next uh, for the kids generally. So in, in sequential order, Kevin, can you name what might be in this moment, your favorite scene from the new kids in the hall season? Do you mind if I say it again, Dave? Cause it might be your favorite too. Okay, sure. You can say, yeah, that's my favorite too. Uh, a scene that Mark wrote that we're all in except for Bruce called My Card, which uh, it would be hard to explain. You sort of just have to see it. It's almost like a um, like a five minute like feature movie. And um, it takes place in, I guess, Victorian uh, London. And, um, and I just I'm not going to say anymore. Uh, OK, I just I, I like it was a great script. And then everybody was great in it. And it was really well directed. And it just um, everything sort of worked on that one. Okay, yeah, that's one. Of, it's one of my favorites. Although I'm also very partial to the professor. Well, so many people love that. I'm so happy. And what is it about the professor that stands out for you, Dave? It's just I think it's just a kind of a freewheeling group scene where everybody everyone gets to play. Everyone, everyone has an interesting character, and the uh, and the content of it is, is is really fun and interesting. Okay. Right. And my worst fear did not come true. My worst fear was, oh, that joke's got to go because the scene is so long. Yeah. Um, and you can sort of do that on stage because they're with you more on stage. It's just stuff had to go and go. Oh no, this scene won't work without that, that joke. And then when I see now, I don't even remember the stuff that was cut. Like, uh, like it totally worked. Yeah. Well, uh, no, it's. Uh, I just want people to know. I appreciate you picking a couple, but it's just all. Really incredible. So I, I'm, as a fan, I'm very grateful. Uh, as I say, who is best equipped to talk about what's next and where to send people to learn more about kids in the hall? Who do Dave you think? Foley. Dave? Uh, <laughs> what's next? Well, what's next is right now we're waiting. Uh, we personally are waiting to find out what's next because if, if this does well, uh, by Amazon's, uh, or, you know, prime video, I guess they want us to call them prime videos, metrics and, uh, algorithms. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure what, me, what it means. If, if their metric algorithm uh, is happy uh, in its cage, um, <laughs> then we're all then we're all signed on to do uh, do some more of this. And uh, but it just yeah, it just really just depends on on how how strong the public response is, I guess. And if and if if it turns out we aren't going to do any more of these these uh, shows, uh, then I think we're probably going to try and figure out something to do together soon yeah i i think this has inspired us to keep the troop going and maybe do something else in film or television uh definitely i think there's probably going to be some live some sort of live thing coming up in the future that's amazing news and uh based on the critical reception uh which has i've just been outstanding i i hope that people can i i, I hope it does well 
<laughs> I hope that I hope the thing in well, the cage, the metric cage thing, is gonna you know eat this up. I, I yeah. it's really great. And uh, Dave, you don't know this. I've 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 said it to Kevin and Bruce a few times. You mean the world to me and changed my life, changed lots of lives. So I just want to thank you both, Dave, Kevin. Thank you so much for this time with me, for making the show, and for being the kids in the hall. It means a lot, and I wish you the best luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be happy much. in Alberta. That's... I'll be happy in Manitoba. <laughs> And go Leafs, go! <laughs> and go Leafs, go! I, we've recorded the games. We haven't had a chance to see the Leafs yet. We're very excited. Yeah, what happened? Game no, seven. Okay, I won't it's tell best, you. Best Leafs team in, since '93. They're going to make it to the second round this year. <laughs> Keep hope alive, guys. That's all I'll say yeah. for now. <laughs> all right, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, what a thrill that was for me. Thanks so much to Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald for appearing on this, the 691st episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about or you're looking for, if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. By the way, if you are combing through old episodes and you like this one, uh, check back for Kevin McDonald's previous appearances, Bruce McCullough's previous appearances, and Scott Thompson's previous appearances. They've all been on the show, which means a lot to me. Now, you can like Creative Control on Facebook if you so desire. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at vishcreative. Or you can follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at Vishkana. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain this podcast. All of the labor, all of the work goes into making this show that is given away for free. There's not a lot of compensation. But the Patreon, that's about it. That's the best way. It makes me feel good, too, because often people get on the Patreon. They message me to say why they're even donating. Uh, to the show and I say oh this is and it's always very heartfelt and nice they send emails I try to get back to everyone as soon as I can it's lovely it's it's very generous and it also frankly helps me maintain my sanity because every once in a while I'm like this is a lot of work a lot of hours what am I doing this for anyway thank you again six dollars or more grants you access to exclusive content uh, derived from fresh interviews and sometimes I dig into my old audio archives from before the show and uh, yeah, that's all. That, that's what you get at patreon.com slash creative control. If you do get on there and are interested in receiving a creative control t-shirt, just message me 
on Patreon, and I'll get you one while supplies last. Again, it's flexible. It's monthly. You can start high and go low or start low and go high. $6, $10, $10, $6, whatever you want. Patreon.com slash creative control. Thanks again to the fine Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about at their website, blackbird.ca. Also to Pizza Trocadero, the bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario for their in-kind support for this show. Thanks as always to my good friend Jim Guthrie for letting me use some music of his on this show. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Kevin and Dave. I hope you watch the new Kids in the Hall series and the new documentary, Comedy Punks. It's all great. It's a Kids in the hall Assance. Renaissance? Assance. I don't think that's a word. Anyway, thank you for listening to this and potentially subscribing to this podcast or following it and telling your friends all about it, spreading the word about the show. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Be well. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.